0: Go to shopify.com slash income now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in.
1: This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify,
0: you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech.
1: What's up, my awesome friend? Today's classic Having It All episode is called Doom Scrolling. What it is, why you need to know, and how it's eating away your happiness. And this episode comes to us from August of 2020. I love this podcast episode because doom scrolling is one of the most unhealthy habits that you are probably unaware of. And chances are that you have been doom scrolling today and it's caused you to feel unhappy or anxious or unaccomplished or rushed and you haven't even noticed it. It's so subtle and it's so effective because doom scrolling has to do with social media and social media companies, they know how to keep your attention. They know how to keep you locked in on those apps. And most of the time, it's not by delivering to you content that makes you feel good. So this episode is not only gonna help you build awareness to something that is robbing you of your joy, but it's also going to give you concrete action items so that you can stop doom scrolling and regain control over your life. So this really is an episode that you want to pay close attention to. And speaking of paying close attention, I've recently launched two new coaching options that I am excited to tell you about. The first one is called Having It All Unlimited Messaging Coaching. And it is essentially coaching through your inbox. Having it all unlimited messaging coaching takes the process of coaching, which is gonna help you to reach your goals, make lasting changes, break through your barriers, and step into your best life. It takes all of that and delivers it through text, video, or audio messages. Now, this style of coaching is ideal for the person who wants the support, the guidance, and the feedback that you get with life coaching. However, you don't wanna try to fit in sessions into your schedule because you've got a busy life. You've got stuff going on. So having set sessions every week just doesn't work for you. Instead, this option allows you to get the coaching and get the advice that you want and do it on your schedule, how you want it, when you want it. So that's having it all unlimited messaging coaching. And the second new coaching option that I have for you is called the Coaching Jumpstart Program. And this is a way for you to really get a feel for life coaching and specifically for my coaching style without signing up for a long-term agreement because my normal coaching engagement consists of weekly sessions and a six-month at least duration. So weekly sessions every week for six months. But the Coaching Jumpstart Program is just a package of five coaching sessions. That's it, five sessions that you can schedule whenever you like with no long-term agreements. And again, this program is ideal for people who wanna get a taste for life coaching or they wanna try out my coaching program. And it's the ambitious individual who might be new to this life coaching thing and really wants to get started without, again, committing to those long-term agreements. Now, I have a handful of seats available for both coaching options, just a handful. I don't work with a ton of people at a time because I really want to be able to pour my time, my energy into my clients and the folks that I have the pleasure of working with. So I only work with a handful of people at a time. There's a couple of spots for each of these new program options. And you can learn more about each of them on my website, which is matthewbivens.com coaching Go to matthewbivenscom slash coaching. You can learn more about the programs and you can sign up for a free exploratory call with me and we'll discuss the coaching options. We'll talk about where you are right now in your life, what things you're going through and where you'd like to be in the short and long-term future and just to really see if the programs are gonna be a good fit for you. My mission truly is to help you have it all. That's what it is. And so all of my coaching options are uniquely designed To help you create the change that you want to see in your life, but you've had a hard time figuring it out how to do it or how to sustain it by yourself. So, I help people in the area of romance, health, your sense of purpose and confidence, relationships, money, all those different areas. It doesn't matter because I am here to help you do the internal work that's gonna help you to then create the external results that you really, really want. So once again, you can go to my website and get more info, matthewbivins.com slash coaching. And there's also links in the descriptions of this episode. You just go right to the description. There's a link right there for you. All right, let's get into today's episode. Again, the title is Scrolling: what it is, why you need to know, and how it is eating away at your happiness. Enjoy. Welcome to the Having It All podcast, the show about what it takes to live an abundant, loving life. My name is Matthew Bivens, and each week I'm helping you get out of your head so that you can truly have it all. Let's do it. What's going on, beautiful people? Welcome back to the Having It All podcast. I'm your host, Matthew Bivens, also your personal balanced lifestyle coach, and I'm here today with you to talk about having it all. That's having an abundant, loving life because it is available to you, it's available to me, it's available to all of us and it has nothing to do with our possessions. It truly doesn't. It has to do with your inner state, your inner beingness and you can learn it. You can learn how to have it all and that's what you're here to learn. So I'm super excited. This is gonna be a really, really fantastic conversation. Before we dig into it, if you don't mind, could you please subscribe rate, and review the podcast on whatever app you enjoy listening on, whatever app. You can definitely subscribe and you can probably leave a rating and review. And that would be awesome, hugely appreciated. I love reading your reviews. I do, I I read all of them. I shout them out on the podcast and I just love reading your feedback. So you can leave it right there on the app. Or if you want to reach out to me personally, individually, you can reach out to me on my email. That's matthew at MatthewBibbins.com. Or you can hit me up on Instagram. I am at Matthew underscore Bivens. Shoot me a DM. Let me know how you're doing, what topic suggestions you might have, feedback, criticisms, all of it. I'm open to all of it. So, yes. All right, today's conversation is going to be a lot of fun. It's gonna be exciting because I'm discussing with you today something that you might be unfamiliar with, even though I think that most people do it or have done it before and that's what's called doom scrolling. I should have some some sound effects like doom scrolling. That's what we're digging into, and I'm gonna break down exactly what it is, I'm gonna talk about why you might be doing it, how doom scrolling is keeping you from being happy and keeping you from having it all, and I'm gonna leave you with some action items and some tips for what you can do about it if you find yourself in that doom scrolling trap. So make sure you stay to the end when I give those tips that you can actually put some of this stuff into real life action because it's one thing to just listen to a conversation about this on a podcast. It's something entirely different to make a change in your behavior. That's how you create growth and healing and transformation by changing your behavior. And I want that for you. If that's what you want, I want that for you. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to say for it? Let's kick things off with some magic, because I got some beautiful, amazing, uncomfortable, just, just great magic to share. And if this is your first time tuning into the podcast, then you might be thinking, what the heck is magic? What is this dude talking about? What I'm referring to are magical moments. Magical moments are those times when you influence yourself, others, or life in an empowering way. Because we can influence ourselves, others, or life in a disempowering way, but this is just when we make those those moves and say those things and be that person that influences people in a direction that lifts them up. And so we create magic all the time, big magic, little magic. You know, choosing to listen to this podcast could be magic for you. Maybe you wanted to stew in some anger or some victimhood, or maybe you wanted to listen to some gossip or something that's going to pull your energy down, but instead you chose to listen to this podcast. That would be an example of you influencing yourself in an empowering way. So I'm gonna share my magic for today, then I'm gonna invite you to pause the episode and reflect on a magical moment that you've created recently. So my magic has to do with breakdowns. Yes, breakdowns, breakdowns. So I absolutely embrace breakdowns, or I try to embrace them as best as I possibly can, because I believe that breakdown can lead to breakthrough. And so when breakdowns appear in my life or in the life of those around me, I look at it as an opportunity for growth, an opportunity to humble myself, an opportunity to learn something. And so right now, this just seems to be a season of breakdown happening in my direct life and in in spaces around me. And so I've had breakdowns between Sarah and I in our relationship and some communication breakdowns that happened over the past several weeks. I've experienced breakdowns in relationships of people next to me that I'm close to, you know, where their breakdown ripples and impacts me as well. So I get a chance to hold space for that. And I've recently experienced a breakdown in my small group, my COI, my circle of influence group that I lead and we gather every week to talk about how we can become our greatest selves, how we can have it all. And it gets down and dirty and gritty as you know, you got to pull back some layers to really get to the essence of why you might be feeling stuck or angry or like a victim or scared. And then once you get to that root, that essence, you see it, then you got to do something about it. So the breakdown today I really want to focus on is in my COI. And we've had a breakdown within our group. And you know it results in us not hitting the momentum that we could. It results in the bonding, the relationship deepening and strengthening that could be happening, not happening, right? The breakdowns can prevent those things from happening. And the magic for me was initially when the breakdowns were occurring, I was very, very caught up in my ego, very much having conversations of, well, I'm the leader of this group and the breakdowns keep occurring, so it has to do with my leadership. I'm not a great leader. Right? I'm either not a strong enough leader, or a clear enough communicator, or a compassionate enough listener, or a courageous enough space holder. It was all about me. It was about me, 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 and me not being enough was really the, the, the big part of it, the crux of it. And so as the breakdowns would occur, I would take them personally. And when I would take it personally, it would create anger within me, mostly. Like, I'll be pissed. Like, why the heck are we creating this breakdown? Why are we here again? Why have we not learned? Why can't we get past this? And so I was hitting my head against the wall with that for a while. You know, and and we created a recent breakdown just this past week. And once again, that familiar conversation came up. Why am I creating this? But I was able to create my own breakthrough in the midst of this bigger breakdown. And for me, that breakthrough was not necessarily looking at how I contributed to this because I do believe we all co-create things, right? So there's seven of us in our group. We've all contributed to this breakdown happening. So my breakthrough wasn't in that. It was releasing this very egoic, very um, taking it personally and instead just looking at it as a mirror. What's showing up in this group and in the individuals in the group is a mirror for things that are going on within me. And when I was able to do that and adopt that perspective, a lot of things changed. First of all, my heart got softer. Like it softened me. I wasn't so angry at what was going on. I wasn't so angry at the individuals that I was blaming or that I was directing my anger at. And when that anger left, compassion filled in that space. Understanding and empathy filled in that space. And that's where I want to lead from anyway. I want to lead from compassion, understanding, empathy, love, and lead from strength because there's a courageous component in that. But I wasn't able to get there because there was so much ego, so much taking it personally. So I had to remember four agreements, for example, Don Miguel Ruiz, don't take things personally. That's one of the four agreements. I had to remember the concept of Ho'oponopono that what shows up in others is really something that's reflecting, showing up within me. And that was a very humbling process because I wanna be quick to point out the flaws in another person or the things that I see in another person. You know, I wanna be quick to point out what well, you just don't trust. But it's, it didn't come so naturally for me to say, where am I not trusting? Where am I resisting? Where am I afraid of my own greatness? And as I started asking myself those questions, a lot of things opened up and expanded for me. And that, to me, creates the potential for this breakdown to become a breakthrough, this group breakdown to become a group breakthrough. Because I look at breakdown and breakthrough like a slingshot. You know, those wooden slingshots, look looks like a Y, and then you've got a rubber band on the top and you pull it back and you can like launch a stone really far, right? When you're pulling that rubber band back, that's the breakdown, right? It feels like you're going backwards. It doesn't feel like you're moving in the direction you want. There's tension, right? When you pull the rubber band back and you pull the slingshot, there's tension in the band. There's tension in the stick. Your hand might shake as you're trying to keep that stone back there. That's what the breakdown feels like. And so if it's a small breakdown, you pull the rock back just a little bit. And when you release, it can go forward just a little bit. But a big breakdown, you can really pull that rock back and create a big breakdown. But what happens when you release it and you get to the breakthrough? That stone is really gonna fly. Big breakdown can lead to big breakthrough. So I embrace the breakdown. I embrace it. I I am working on looking at myself in a non judgmental way and just seeing what is being reflected, seeing what other people are reflecting back on me. And that's not easy and it's something that I'm practicing and it comes more effortlessly or I'm doing I'm more effective at it in some moments rather than others, but it is something I'm working on and I'm seeing a tremendous impact from it. As I said, I've seen my heart space open up. I see myself being able to connect on a deeper level with individuals because I feel like I can understand and it gives me a chance to look at where can I work on me And simply trust that the work I do on me is gonna ripple out and impact others. And that's the type of leader that I am and that I wanna be. So that's my magic, everybody. The way I'm relating to these breakdowns and all the things that are coming from them. And I now invite you to take a moment to pause, hit pause on the episode if you want, and reflect on a moment of magic that happened in your life. When have you influenced self, others, or life recently? How have you done that today? It can be big, it can be small. It's all, all important. Do that, and we're gonna jump on to listener love because I got a lot of love for you. Thank you, thank you. I'm speaking to you right now. Thank you for listening to this podcast, for investing your time, for taking a risk and hitting play and all of it. I'm so, so grateful. Thank you for that. And I wanna give a special shout out today to Steve, Steve, Steve. I just want to say I appreciate you listening. I appreciate you taking a moment to send me an email. I love that you sent me a real short and sweet email and you know, you said that you were really enjoying the episode I did about male sexual confidence. And what I think is dope about about you acknowledging that is like that's that takes vulnerability to tell me which episode that you connected with, right? Because there's, there's something in that area that was information for you to, to pick up or maybe change the way that you view yourself or sex in general or life or whatever it is. Like there was some transparency that needed to happen in order for you to share that. And that's awesome. That's an amazing thing. And the episode that Steve was, I believe, referring to was one called Sexual Confidence and Male Performance Anxiety, a Vulnerable Sex Conversation Inspired by Jason Rogers. And so Jason Rogers um, wrote this essay that he posted on Men's Health, and that's where I first saw it. I read this essay, read this this article, and it was so open and so transparent and and so courageous. You know, a man talking about sexual anxiety, sexual confidence. I'm like, you don't see that very often, right? We 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 don't want to talk about those things. We want to keep them all bottled up. So I was inspired by. Jason's sharing in the article. So I did a podcast episode. And then Steve, you're telling me that you were inspired by the podcast. So it continues to move forward. And I think that's fantastic. I really do. So thank you, Steve, for having the courage to reach out to me and for having the courage to just peel back those layers within yourself and really look at yourself in, in one of the most, if not the most vulnerable and scary of areas. And that's our sexual identity. Oh my gosh, that that is such a such a bag. You open that bag up. You're like, you don't know what's gonna come out. And <clears throat> I know for myself, I avoided these those topics and those conversations. I did not look at any of that stuff. I was in massive denial. I deflected, and I judged the crap out of myself for so many years. So, so so many years. And if you can identify with that, then I want to leave you with this before we move on. That can change. That can absolutely change. Because I'll tell you what, I went from one side of the spectrum from being so scared, so sexually insecure, so much sexual anxiety, like my body wouldn't function. I went from that part of the spectrum all the way to the other side, feeling incredibly secure in who I am, incredibly confident, incredibly connected with my power in and out of the bedroom, but especially in the bedroom. And it's amazing, it's night and day. And so you have the ability to shift, that can absolutely shift. It's some deep work, it's some tough work. It might be scary as hell, it was the scariest work that I've ever done because that area for me was so hidden and so boxed up and so like, it was in a lockbox, underneath 100 feet of cement, you know, down in the core of the earth, like I would did not want to go in there. But I'm telling you to Steve and everybody else, if you're willing to go in there and crack that stuff open and look at it, again, this idea of breakthrough, the breakthrough potential is astronomical. It really is. So if you haven't listened to that episode, go check it out. Sexual Confidence and Male Performance Anxiety is there for you. It's from April 30th of 2019. And uh, keep exploring that stuff. And, and, and this goes out to everybody, Steve and everyone listening. If you have something in this area that you want to hear me talk about, a scenario, a question, just a topic of interest, let me know. Let me know. I have you know, no hesitation going in on the area of sex. We can talk about anything in this area. And part of the reason why I'm so open to do that and open to share my truth and share my experience is because I believe if you have a breakthrough in this area, the ripples in the rest of your life are massive, are massive. Because that work conversation you're afraid to have doesn't seem that big once you've had the tough sexual conversations. You know what I'm saying? So reach out to me again, email me or DM me if you want me to talk about anything in this area. And Steve, I appreciate you. Thank you so much for for the email and for putting this out there and for creating this opportunity for us all collectively to talk about something and, you know, grow and heal and transform as a result. So Steve, I appreciate you. Once again, reach out on my email, Matthew at MatthewBivens.com or Instagram, Matthew underscore Bivens, if you want to connect with me and do all that great stuff. All right, let's dig into some doom scrolling because this is such an interesting phenomenon that when I, when I first came across the name scrolling, I knew exactly what it was. I knew exactly when and how and where I do it. And I knew, oh, we got to talk about this. So I'm going to dig into, like I said, I'm going to dig into a couple of things. Um, if you don't know what Doomscrolling is as of right now, you're like, dude, just tell me. Don't worry. I'm going to break it down for you. And again, your guess is probably not that far off. And a huge part of having it all is the state and the health of your mental and emotional state. Like that's a big, big, big part of having it all. So when you're emotionally out of whack for a prolonged period of time, it will affect your joy, your fulfillment, your peace, your balance. It affects all of those things. And doom scrolling is a major contributor to feelings of sadness, hopelessness, worry, fear, anxiety, anger, yes, you will exacerbate those issues and just keep them going. You just give them, breathe them life into those things if you are scrolling. So let's get into it. First of all, let's define what it is. Doom scrolling is the tendency for us to continue to surf or scroll or read through bad news, just crummy things that make us feel terrible, even though We know that the news is saddening, disheartening, depressing, maddening, confusing, whatever it is. We just keep doing it. You keep on scrolling. So what it looks like is like when you're on your phone and it's like late at night, this is how I do it. It's on my phone late at night and you're scrolling through whatever, post after post, story after story and it's making you feel anxious. The things that you're seeing and reading and watching and hearing, They're making you feel anxious or worried or sad or angry or frustrated or depressed. And you keep on doing it. You keep on doing it. That's doom scrolling. You're going through and nothing that you're seeing is making you feel great. It's all pulling you down, but you just keep on doing it. All the while, you're telling yourself, yeah, I'll close the phone soon. I'll close it soon. But you don't do it. You just keep scrolling. You keep going down the rabbit hole. Keep feeling worse and worse and worse until sometimes, this happens sometimes, you snap out of it and you just like put your phone down. Ah, I've been doing this for an hour. I gotta put my phone down. Or maybe you realize like, oh my gosh, it is you know, 2 a.m. in the morning. I need to go to bed. I got work in the morning. Or oh my gosh, I'm gonna be late to that meeting. I gotta get out of here. Or maybe you realize like, I really gotta pee. I've been holding this pee for like 45 minutes as I'm scrolling through Instagram feeling terrible about life. That's what doom scrolling is. And so why do we do this? Why do we do this thing that does not add to us, does not lift us up, does not make us feel great, doesn't do anything empowering or healthy for us? Well, I think we do it for a couple reasons. I think we do it because right now we're in some stressful times. And when we're in this type of stress, one of the things that we think will help us feel better is information. You know, you might want to know the numbers, the number of COVID cases right now. You might want to know the protest, the location of all the protests. You might want to know the progress. How close are we getting to a cure? How close is the economy getting to a second stimulus bill? How close is whatever? You might want to know hotspots. Oh my gosh, I live in this city and, are, is it coming to get me too? Right? You might want to know all those things. And because things are really uncertain right now and they have been uncertain for a while, information is one of those things that we seek out to make ourselves feel better. We're uncertain. I want certainty. I don't know what's going on. I want information. And it's it's interesting. If you just think about it, at the very beginning of 2020, even 2019, 2019, when a lot of the COVID stuff was happening worldwide, things were happening fast, right? It was like day by day, sometimes minute by minute, there were new developments. New things were going down. Like countries were shutting down their borders. The United States was putting up all these different mandates. You can't go here. You gotta do this, curfews, this and that. Companies were doing all these crazy things, trying to figure out what to do. Schools and towns, like entire towns, everybody's scrambling to come up with plans and to announce protocols. Everyone feel like they had to make an announcement, right? You could have had like a dozen things go down in a 24-hour news cycle, like a dozen big, big, big things. Guess what that is? That creates chronic stress, everybody. Having all that stuff whirling around, that's chronic stress, and that type of chronic stress can be very, very hard to cope with. Now, you can cope with it. If you aren't prepared to handle it, yeah, it's gonna be tough, but you can not be prepared. You can be emotionally, mentally prepared for a chronic stress such as COVID, absolutely. I've seen it, I experienced it myself. But for most folks, that type of stress, it just wears you out. And in that stressful state, what do we do? We turn to something that we hope is gonna make us feel better. And that tends to be more information about what's going on. But here's the kicker. Rarely does consuming that information actually leave us feeling better. So, being informed does not equal being peaceful. All right. I'll say it again being informed like that, overstimulated with information, does not necessarily equal having peace of mind. It typically does the opposite. And now, I'm not saying, I'm not also saying that ignorance is bliss. All right. I'm not just saying, like, hey, don't consume any information, just be. Just be blind to everything going on, right? I'll tell you personally, I consume very, very little of it. Very, 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 very little of it because I'm incredibly protective over my energy. If something is gonna funk up my sense of peace, it better be so worth it. (laughs) It better be so worth it. And pulling up the news and seeing what happened this afternoon is not worth it for me. And so for me, I say, listen, I'm, I'm all about having a healthy relationship towards the things that I cannot control and a very committed focus on the things that I can control. That, for me, creates peace, right? So a healthy relationship towards the things that I can't control means I will consume information to a point, and I'll only consume information from sources that I know aren't fueling that information with fear, because that's what a lot of it is. It's just fueled by fear. If you go look in the furnaces of some of these news outlets or social media channels or just social accounts, they're shoveling fear into that fire. That's what they're doing. And so don't be surprised when fear comes out the other end. So I when I was talking about this and like thinking about this, what came up for me was that was a serenity prayer. You may have heard of it. God grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can and the wisdom to know the difference. That's what I think about when it comes to doom scrolling and information overload. Accepting the things that you cannot change, Right, there's a lot going on right now that you can't change, and when we don't accept it, sometimes we feel anxious, sometimes we feel worried, sometimes we feel depressed, when we can't accept the things you can't change. And then the courage to change the things that you can. So what is within your circle of influence? There's a lot of things that you can change. And I'm going to talk about some things that relates to doom scrolling. And then the serenity player ends by having by saying, the wisdom to know the difference. That's so huge. So getting back to, by getting back on track, you know, why do we do this? Why do we doom scroll? A couple of other reasons is that A, a lot of times we go through to scroll and do all that because we want to see other people's opinions that are like ours, particularly in things that are very polarizing, right? COVID response, very polarizing. Racial tensions, very polarizing. What to do about the state of the economy, very polarizing. So we go onto these these platforms or these news articles or we open the news apps on our phone and we scroll and scroll and scroll because it feels good to see other people saying things and having arguments that we agree with. Right? Things that confirm our worldview. You know what that's called? That's called confirmation bias. Right? When we seek out things and information that confirm our beliefs, that's confirmation bias. And one thing, I won't spend a lot of time on this, but it's worth saying one thing you've got to understand about the way that social media works or the way that these algorithms on our phones work, like for example, I have a news, I have an Android phone, and on here I have an app called, let's see, News. And if I click it, it's by Google. It's called Google News. And it says Matthew's Briefing, the top five stories right now. And it gives me stories. A lot of my stories right now are sports stories. If you open your phone and you look at your Google News, you're going to have different stories. The way that that works and the social media is they have algorithms that serve us information, serve us content that align with our behavior. So if we click on a story about you know, the NBA in Orlando, that tells the algorithm, ooh, Matthew likes stories about NBA in Orlando. Or if I click on a story about Jupiter, that tells the algorithm, ooh, Matthew might want more space stories. So what's interesting is sometimes we doom scroll because of confirmation bias, because we want to see information that aligns with our worldview. And guess what? The technology is set up to deliver that exact thing to you. Information and content that aligns with your worldview. So you got to be aware of that because you might just be thinking, everybody thinks like me. No, everybody does not think like you. You are being played by the, by the technology. Like that's what it's designed to do. It's designed to send you things that you're gonna wanna see. So that's one reason why we doom scroll because it feels good to be confirmed that, ooh, wow, other people think and feel just like me. Now, what's also interesting is another reason we doom scroll is because sometimes we also want to see things that are the total opposite of what we believe. Yeah, we like to see things that align with what we believe and at times we want to see the other side of it. You know, and sometimes that's a great thing. Sometimes taking in the other viewpoint, it, it's, it's fantastic. It allows you to, to develop that muscle and that skill of empathy, of understanding another person, of putting yourselves in their shoes. It can help sharpen your mind and sharpen your thinking. That's a great thing. However, rarely is that the reason why you do it. Oftentimes, if you're seeking out information that goes against your worldview, it's because you get something out of that feeling of of antagonism. Yeah, you get something out of it. You know, and sometimes, sometimes we seek out a fight, even a virtual fight, even a make-believe fight in our own minds. We seek those fights out when we're frustrated with other things that are going on in our lives. Yeah, so think about that for yourself. Something's going down between you and your primary partner. So you might go online and look up stuff about the other political party and start having fights in your brain. And you don't even know what's going on or why you're doing it. But it has to do with the unspoken things and the things that aren't being addressed in your primary relationship. And it all ends up looking like doom scrolling. We're just going through, scrolling, scrolling, scrolling. All the while, your anxiety goes up, your worry goes up, your peace goes down. It's a fascinating thing. Like this is part psychological, but it's also part like we have to understand the factors at play. And I'm not, a, I'm not a big like conspiracy theory person, right? I believe there's definitely things happening that we don't know about. Of course, there's a ton of things that happen that I don't know about, right? But in terms of this thing, like I worked in marketing close to a decade. I understand how, I don't know the, the actual coding of these algorithms, but I understand how they work. I understand that that's what they're supposed to do. And if you just want a a demonstration, go to your Google News right now and tell me if your top five stories are about sports, because mine are. That's the personalization at play. And so, you know, when it comes to getting on your phone and scrolling and getting that information, there's also this belief at play that we got to be aware of that if you're not up to date with the news, then you're irresponsible, or you just don't care about the cause and let me tell you that's a very slippery slope to go down because it's very easy to convince yourself that what you're doing is the right thing to do because of your fear of what others may think sarah and i talked about this very thing because when black lives matter was stirring up and was was really getting going like the you know the most recent iteration of it Because if you didn't know, Black Lives Matter goes back many, 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 many years. It has been around for a long time. But it had a a recent upswell with all the things going on. But anyway, when that was happening, Sarah was reading a lot of these different articles and reading all these different posts about it, not because it made her feel great, but because there was a part of her that felt like she was buying into the conversation of if you aren't doing something, if you aren't for it, you're against it. If you aren't speaking out and you know this is this is an underlying current of that that experience of white guilt. if you don't feel bad, then you're part of the problem and Sarah got caught up in that and so she was you know we would talk about it we would talk about it and it went back years and years and years for her and so that's sometimes what we do we say I, I have to stay up I have to stay up to date because if I don't I'm not being a good American. I'm not being a good citizen. I'm not supporting my brothers and sisters. I have to to put myself in the middle of this information and let it pour over me and let it do what it does. Otherwise, XYZ person is not gonna be happy with me. I'm gonna tell you, there's a massive difference between being aware of what's going on around you and obsessing over something that you do not have any control over or you just have a little bit of control to the point that you aren't able to function normally because of it. And that's a big qualifier. When you're obsessing over that thing that you have little to no control over to the point that you can't function normally. And guess what? When you are super anxious throughout your day, when you are not sleeping well, when you are not eating normally, when you are on edge all the time, you aren't functioning normally. Don't convince yourself that that's a normal state of being. Being anxious all day long is not normal. That's not what your body was designed to do. You aren't meant to just be anxious and worried and scared and fearful all the time. You know, you look at animals, fight or flight response. When the cheetah chases the gazelle, boom, all of the senses of the gazelle kick in and say, oh, there's something huge going on. We got to get out of here. And it bolts and it runs as far as it needs to to get away from the problem. And then it stops and it relaxes again and it goes back to grazing. It doesn't stay in a highly agitated state all the time because you're not supposed to. At some point, you gotta come down. And so right now, I'm speaking to your denial. If you right now are saying, no, this is okay. I I need to stay at this state of heightened alertness. I'm telling you that you can do that. It is not sustainable. And your health absolutely is taking a hit. How do you think stress shows up in the body? Heart disease, migraines, all sorts of other diseases that show up all over our body. That's what happens when you stay at a high level of stress. So be very, very careful of that conversation that's telling you, I need to stay informed it's very important for me to know what's going on all day long, particularly when the information you're consuming leaves you feeling disheartened or anxious or scared or worried or angry because now your stress level is just staying high and you keep feeding it and keeping it high. The longer that it stays up there, the further down, 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 down your health goes. That's just how it happens. That is simply... So you might be engaging in that doom scrolling habit for a number of reasons. And it's important, I believe it's very important for you to understand, have, have somewhat of an understanding as to why you're doing it. Like what is being triggered? What is is going on within you that is triggering this desire to stay there and scroll and consume it all and feel crummy, right? And part of this conversation is so that you are more aware of what's going on in your body because you may not even be aware. You may not be aware that your chest is tight and that you aren't breathing deeply until all of a sudden you have to go. (gasps) (sighs) Yeah, if you're doing that, if you catch yourself needing to take a deep breath, it's probably because you're stressed and you're tight and you're anxious. And if you're doing that while you're sitting on the phone going through, going through, this is the awareness I'm trying to bring so that you can see the behavior, see what's going on so that you have a chance to follow that string back to the root of what's really going on and address that. So I want you to remember this before we get into the last little bit where I give you some tips. You got to remember that doom scrolling will underscore that. It will become detrimental to your health if you make it part of your everyday routine. I'm telling you, it's not a matter of if it's going to pull your health down. It's when and to what degree. And the reason that happens is because everything is energy. That's a principle. Everything is energy. Thoughts, ideas, words, desks, things, matter, all of it is energy. And the energy of those things around us, they impact us and they influence us. The people we hang out with, the environments that we physically put ourselves in, and the information we consume, all of that is energy. vibrates at a certain frequency and our body picks it up. And it all registers within our body. And it's gonna move your health in one of two directions. It moves your health up or it moves your health down. That's it. And so only you know for yourself whether scrolling through depressing or angering posts on the internet is healthy for you. And if you don't know, if you're having a hard time figuring that out for yourself, then all you gotta do is check in with your body. How do you feel during doom scrolling? How do you feel after? How is your heart rate? Are your armpits sweaty? How does your stomach feel? How does your head feel? Are you tense in your back and your shoulders? Check in with your body and your body will tell you the impact that doom scrolling is having on you. All right, so I want to ask you a couple questions and give you a few things to ask yourself if you're still on the fence with this whole thing, right? So I want you to ask yourself what I just said. How do you feel after doom scrolling? How do you feel after you do it? Check in with yourself on that. And where in your body are you feeling it? Where do you feel that anxiety, that fear, that worry? Because it all shows up in your body. So where does it show up for you? For me, give you an example, I feel it on my right shoulder blade. I get a knot. I can feel that like, I, I literally will feel the tension and then if I touch it, it feels like there's a rock in there. That's where I feel some of that anxiety. It also shows up for me in sweaty armpits. They'll start sweating like crazy when I'm feeling anxious. Another question for you to ask yourself, how is your quality of sleep right now? Do you fall asleep easily? Are you staying asleep through the night? Are you waking up feeling refreshed? I know I'm sounding like a TV commercial right now, but what I'm getting at that is, if you aren't sleeping well, then I want you to check in with your phone habits first thing in the morning and late at night because there might just be a connection there. If you wake up first thing in the morning, you grab that phone, you scroll, 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 or the end of the night, you're sitting in bed, screen light blaring in your eyes, scroll, 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 then you turn off to go to bed, yeah, that impacts your sleep for sure. And my last question for you to consider is, has anything, has any of the stuff that's out there in the world, Has any of that changed as a result of you worrying about it or you getting angry at it? No, it probably hasn't. It probably hasn't. So then you get to ask yourself, is it really worth it? Is what I'm doing, is this behavior really worth it? Because it's costing you a lot and it's giving you very, very, very little. Okay, so if you are done You're like, I'm done with this doom scrolling thing. I'm done getting sucked into that trap on my phone. I am done, but I do not know what to do about it. Great, that's what we're gonna close on today. I got a a number of things that you can do about it if you wanna make a change. So first, as you know, I'm a balanced lifestyle coach. And as a coach, being able to live in the world of today while creating and experiencing peace, balance, fulfillment, that is what I do. That is how I help people. That's how I help myself. So when it comes to my own doom scrolling tendency or habit, that's something that I check in with myself on to make sure that I'm not doing it, to make sure that I don't get caught in that trap because it's easy. Any of us can get caught in it. Again, our phones and the technology and the social media is all Trying to ensnare us, it tries to bring us in. They make money when every minute that we're hanging out on Instagram. That's just what happens because they can put more ads in front of our faces, right? So it's so important for me and I work on it for myself to just be aware of this stuff. And it's something that I work on a great deal with my clients, right? So if you're trying to make a change, first thing first, what I tell myself and folks I work with on this is you've got to see why and how this is detrimental to your health. Because if you don't connect the two of those things, it's, you're not going to make a change. You won't feel compelled to change anything. So you got to look at your anxiety levels, your anger levels, the quality of your sleep, the amount of stress that you feel in a given day whether or not you're actually able to relax. When you have time to relax, can you actually relax? Look at that. Look at how present you are. Whether your mind is worrying all the time or ruminating over things in the future. Those are all signs. Those are signs to pay attention to. And if you are doing the doom scrolling thing, then that's an indication that the doom scrolling effects are eating away at you. So you have to have that awareness and you've got to connect with the why. You know what? I want to stop doing this thing because it's having a detrimental effect on my health. And I can connect those dots. When I doom scroll, for example, like this is what you, your conversation could be. When I doom scroll, I don't sleep well. When I don't sleep well, I don't function at the top of my game. When I'm not functioning at the top of my game at work, I don't get that promotion and that raise because my work quality suffers. So I don't make a lot of money. When I'm not functioning at the top of my game in my family, I'm not creating deeper relationships, so I'm not having the fulfillment that I truly want, right? These are the implications of it. So you got to connect that why. Next, once you've connected that why, make a commitment to a small change. Just commit to something small. Don't try to go cold turkey with some things if you're really, really attached to it. Just make a small change because the small changes, they add up, particularly when you're consistent. Consistency Is the key. And so, a small change to make is to don't make it easy for yourself to doom scroll. The way that you don't make it easy, keep the phone out of your bedroom. That's where we do a lot of this stuff late at night, going through the feed right before bed. Keep the phone out of your bedroom. I'm sure that brought up something in you. I know it does a lot of times when I put people on a balance chart. And we say, yeah, keep the phone out. It's like, oh, no, no, no. I got to have my phone. What if my boss calls? Oh, my gosh. What if I miss the story that I need to see? What about the social media? Yeah, all that stuff. All I'm telling you is a small thing to do. Keep the phone out of your bedroom. That is part of setting a boundary for yourself. Because if you don't set that boundary, then you will deepen the codependency to that thing. Right? Codependency rarely creates something empowering and healthy and uplifting. Now, if you need an alarm, go to go to the store and buy an alarm. That costs like ten bucks. That's what I hear a lot. Well, my my phone alarm is yeah, go buy an alarm clock. Remember those things? That's what we all used to have before everybody had smartphones. We all had alarm clocks. I know I did. So go get that. Again, small change and a small thing you can do is to not make it easy on yourself. So remove the tech from your room. So another thing that you can be doing, let's say you're just, you're just so committed to having the technology in your room and you're like, screw you, Matthew, I am not gonna not have my phone on me at night. Okay, fine. Then here's what you can do. Do not get on the phone and start scrolling in the morning until after you've done something empowering and healthy for yourself. Okay. I'm not telling you to not get on the phone. I'm just saying do something for yourself first. Spend five minutes stretching. Journal a couple gratitudes. Drink a glass of water. Do a quick yoga video. Read something empowering. Whatever it is, you pick. Something that is going to lift your energy up. Something proactive and something empowering. Do that first and then jump on your phone and do whatever you got to do. Same thing in the evening. Do something empowering for yourself right before you go to bed. Don't let the phone and the doom scroll be the last thing you do before you shut it down for the night. All right? So bookend your day with something empowering and something healthy. Here's another thing you can do. It's a great one. I'm sure it's going to bring up some stuff. No social media after dinner. Ah, that's a great boundary. No social media after dinner. So that means you're, you're gonna let, give your mind a chance to just be free of all the anxiety, worry, anger ingredients, all the catalysts that do those things after you eat dinner. That's a wonderful thing. That will absolutely help your sleep, especially if you're the type who just stays on the phone all evening. And again, you gotta connect with the big why as to why you want to reclaim your health and your happiness. Otherwise, you won't do any of these habits. I'm just telling you. I've seen it so many times. If the why is not big enough, you won't do it. Or you'll do it for a couple of days and then that'll be it. Especially if this is super uncomfortable for you. So connect with that why. All right, here's something else you can do. Put a time limit on how much time you spend scrolling. If you just got a doom scroll... If you just got to stay informed, because that's probably what you're telling yourself. I got to stay up to date. I got to know what's going on. Okay, fine. Then give yourself a time limit. Okay, I'm only going to let myself do it for 30 minutes a day, right? Or I'm only going to give myself 10 minutes per sitting or five minutes per sitting. Whatever works for you. But just put some sort of time limit on there so that you don't go down that endless rabbit hole and use that phone alarm, that same alarm that you got to use to wake up in the morning. That's why you don't put the phone away. Keep it out of your room. (laughs) Use that same alarm and set a 10-minute timer when you're going to jump on social media and be proactive about it. Like, okay, this 10 minutes, I'm going to allow myself to go dig into whatever content I want. I'm going to go deep in the rabbit hole and I'm going to allow myself to feel all the things that I feel. And then when the alarm goes off, I'm done. That's a great boundary to set for yourself. Here's another thing that you can do, help with doom scrolling, is to stop going to the websites or the sources or the social media profiles that make you feel crummy. Stop going there. If you're really about information, there's other places you can get information from. You don't have to get all the emotion spoon-fed to you as well and all the judgment and all the bias and all that stuff. That's that's entertainment industry, clouded as information industry. So if you really just want information, do some research to find some credible sources that you align with that are free of the BS that you can just get your information from. And then scroll away. You probably won't feel as terrible at the end of that doom scrolling session as you, ha- as you were the previous ones. So here's Here's what where, where it comes down to. Like You've got to parent yourself on this stuff. You have to. The same way that you would step in if you thought your child was spending way too much time looking at unhealthy things online, you got to step up as the mature guardian of your mental health, of your emotional health. And you've got to put a stop to the habits that are keeping you depressed, disheartened, and anxious. I can't do it for you. Your spouse can't do it for you. I can't be your, your dad. You've got to step up and be the parent for yourself. Because here's the bottom line. We are in chronic stress right now. I don't care what year you're listening to this podcast. There is something stressful happening in your life, in your state, in your country, on your continent, in your hemisphere, on your planet. because so we might be listening to this podcast a thousand years in the future. <laughs> There's something stressful going on in your life right now. And if you aren't careful with the things that you choose to help you deal and cope with that stress, it's going to damage you. It absolutely will. If you aren't careful, if you aren't selective, if you aren't aware and observant, you're going to get got. So what do you think is going to happen? Here's a hypothetical. As I record this, we're in August. Stuff in the U.S. went down in March. That's five months. All right, so you, you've potentially been doom scrolling for five months, feeling a heightened anxiety, fear, hopelessness, whatever, for five months. What do you think is going to happen if the state of the world stays like this for another five months or for another year? What's going to happen? because the situation that we're in could absolutely go on and on and on and on. And that means that the damage being done to your mental, emotional, and physical health is going to get worse and worse and worse and worse, unless you do something about it. Because if you don't, you're gonna get a point, you're gonna get to a point where the damage is so far gone that you can't reel it back by yourself. Or a doctor may not be able to reel it back for you. Modern medicine may not be able to save you if you let your stress level get too high. Believe that. People are dropping from heart attacks right now as you listen to this because they stayed in a state of chronic stress and they couldn't deal with it. Like in this past hour, who knows how many people have died of stress-related things. The same thing that we're talking about. Somebody, I'm telling you, somebody has dropped dead during doom scrolling. Yes, it has happened. So, is that going to be you? I don't want it to be. Absolutely not. Because it doesn't have to be. It does not have to be. This is stress. And you can either avoid the stress or deal with it in a more powerful way. You have options. Right? And it's important for you to be aware of your triggers, to be aware of the things that send you down that scrolling spiral. Because once you're aware of them, you can do something about them. And I want to help you to gently guide yourself to more healthy and more powerful habits. I don't want you to be beating yourself up about doing it again. Like, ah, dang it, I did it again. I'm an hour down the doom scroll path. Okay, fine, you were aware. Let's work on gently guiding you towards another path. So I'm here to help you to, or to remind you and help you if you want the help. But I'm here so that you can put more energy into the things that you do have control over rather than the things that you don't. So go love on your family. Go connect with your friends. Go pursue your hobbies. Make a deposit into your health. Do something powerful and loving and uplifting for yourself. There are so many things that you can do that are going to have a positive ROI on your health. All you got to do is make those tiny, tiny steps to doing more of those things and less of the doom scrolling. All right? And here's my ending for all this entire thing because listen, if you're feeling stuck because you don't seem to be able to get out of that doom scrolling trap by yourself, then just reach out. Just reach out. That's it. Reach out to me. I can help. I can help in a lot of different ways. Maybe it's just an email exchange. Maybe it's something a little bit more formal. Because as I've said, I've helped many, many people break that attachment to unhealthy social media and unhealthy content. I've helped many, many people move from being obsessed with things that they have no control over, right? Being in their circle of concern to getting into their circle of influence. I've done it for others because I've done it for myself and I am constantly doing it for myself. And I'll tell you that it's a little bit science, it's a little bit art, and it can be learned by anyone, even by you. So if that's you, shoot me an email, com, or DM me on Instagram at matthew underscore Bivins. And let's all do a little bit less doom scrolling. And how about a little bit more loving? whatever that looks like for you. That's what I'm playing for because that's what having it all is all about. Abundant, loving life. That's a space that I'm gonna continue to hold for you and for myself. And I appreciate you joining me on this conversation today. I hope this was enlightening for you. I hope you got something powerful from it and some light bulbs went off. That's what each and every one of these conversations on this podcast are designed to do. To help you to move closer towards you truly, truly feeling like you have it all. From the topmost hair on your head to the bottom of your big toe. Helping you feel like you have it all. So, once again, I'm Matthew Bivens. Thank you for listening. I appreciate you. I love you. Here is to you having it all. Quick note about the Having It All podcast.